And I say to you, make unto you friends of the mammon of iniquity, that when you shall fail, they may receive you into everlasting dwellings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. As I began preparing this sermon a couple of days ago, I thought I would just Google the word steward. And you'd be surprised what you come up with, some of it quite interesting and others almost comical. But I came across mostly things that referred to the stewardship over the earth. And uh, there was even one site in which they referred to themselves as, as the earth's stewards. Now, the more moderate Protestants spoke about respecting the earth as it is the place given by God, but they only, they only had natural things to say about it. Plant trees and reuse your, your usable grocery bags. And that was just about it. But then, as I said, there were the earth stewards. They make a religion out of this. An earth steward is this, they say. It is any human being who has vowed to himself that they are willing to take responsibility for caring for the earth and all life. And this vow, it is explained on the website, this vow becomes that person's very life mission, their whole purpose for existing on earth, to care for the earth and all life. The vow goes like this. It's only part of it. The earth invited us here to assist her in her awakening and healing, and our purpose is and always will be to steward and serve the earth. And they come up with such things as prayer for Mother Earth, connecting with the spirit of nature. All, all of those things are ways of being a steward of the earth. Why, have you paid much attention though? Even the modernists are bent on this form of stewardship. Protecting the Gospels? Teaching the faith? Nah, that's for the birds, they would say. But earth stewardship, that sounds nice. You know what Chesterton said. He said, when people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing, they believe in everything. So the Catholic God that Bergoglio does not belong, does not believe in anymore. Well, he's destroyed the faith in the true God for many people, and now you see just what they will believe. The Novus Ordo is the One World Church, but it is always in hand, if you pay close attention, always hand in hand with what the One World Government is doing. Have you noticed that especially over the last couple of years? The mask mandates and the forcing of the closing of churches? Well, the Novus Ordo went right along without a question. It was quite all right with them. Then 
even regarding the climate change. You'll hear the Novus Ordo clergy, Francis himself, saying, reduce your carbon footprints. And he wrote a whole encyclical about climate change. And he brought back meatless Fridays, not, because, not in order to honor the passion of our Lord on that day, but simply to help the, the climate, to help Mother Earth. Grow a plant, maybe even drive less, he says. And, and he's known to have had the first Pope mobile that does not use gasoline. All these things that the Novus Ordo religion has been really pushing lately is hand in hand with everything the governments are pushing. And it's all of it in keeping with communism. This is how they will get you to give up your trucks and everything that you own to protect the climate. Is this what today's gospel on stewardship, though, is all about? Certainly not. But the world will try to indoctrinate you and your children, and, you, and to some degree they have been successful. They will indoctrinate you to believe that this is the one thing necessary and that to be a good steward you must give up all of your rights for the sake of the earth but it is communism which is underneath it all. But the gospel, let's return to that. If we take the time to learn about them, they are most interesting and actually very practical. You're able to put them into practice in everyday life. Concerning today's gospel, have you ever wondered why our Lord, who is infinitely just and fair, in all of his dealings with men, praises, or seems to praise, the unjust actions of the steward. Could that be hypocrisy? Well, we know it's not, but there might be some unjust men in this world that say it is. Because, but in the days of our Lord, we must remember this. Rich men would place the administration of all their goods into the hands of a steward. And this steward would have full control over everything. All the goods did not belong to him, but he was given the power and the authority to do with those goods as he saw fit, investing them where he thought best and what not. Well, in this case, Word got back to the rich man, the master, that his steward had been wasting away his goods. So he called the steward in and asked him to give an account for all of his dealings. But he discovers the truth, that the steward had indeed been wasting them, and he fires him. The steward, because he was a worldly man, he began wondering how he'll make a living now. I don't do manual work, he says, and begging, well, that's just totally out of the question. But cheating, cheating I can do. And so he does. 
because he was the steward, he knew exactly which men still owed his, his master. So he went to all of his employers. The gospel only mentions the, the chief two. But he goes to all of them and he, he asks, how much do you owe? And he tells them to change their bills and to deduct a large sum of money from them. A pretty good deal for the debtors. The steward does this so that he might find favor with them, so that when he has nowhere to go, no means of supporting himself, he can turn to the men that he once helped out of debt. So it wasn't the unjust action that our Lord praised, it was this, the clever foresight in planning for the future. Our Lord goes on to lament in this gospel that worldly men are more active in planning for their earthly future, even to the point of deception, than Christians are in planning for their eternal life. The rich man in today's gospel is God. The steward is each one of us. God, who owns all these goods, gives man many things, temporal things such as health and wealth, spiritual things such as actual graces, the sacraments and the light of faith. And he gives to parents, children. He gives all of these things to us to be employed not for our own pleasure, but they are to be used in accord with God's will because remember he is always the true owner of everything we possess. We are to give them back on reckoning day. Think back to all those years wasted, the many graces you've received and holy inspirations the Holy Communions that you've received, how many you've received, the confessions. Can you say that for your whole life long you have been a perfect steward? No, you can't. Maybe a good steward, but never a perfect one. There is always some neglect, some squandering away of God's goods. But once we've confessed it, we should make it a point never to focus on the past, never brood over our failings. But what are we to do? St. Augustine says that concerning this gospel, God admonishes us to use our earthly goods to make friends for ourselves among the poor. Then they in turn, becoming the friends of their benefactors, will be the cause of their admission into heaven. In other words, here's what our Lord means by this gospel. We can pay our debts to God by charity towards our neighbor, for charity covers a multitude of sins. Any act of charity, however small, insignificant, the giving of a glass of water to another for the love of God, can help to pay your debts. 
See what a simple gospel it is today, how practical it really is. Now, what we should do is today and every day go out as children of light and begin paying your debts to God by your charitable actions. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.